0: Coming to you live from Parkview Studios, this is the Brothers Catch-Up, a weekly podcast where two brothers come together and just catch up. I'm Sal Biazzi, with me as always is my brother, Frankie Biazzi. And um, I was really excited for this podcast, I know we just recorded on Tuesday, but I got a lot of stuff to say. What about you? I'm excited. You know, it's beautiful outside, we're looking out over the lake, it's snowing. It won't stop snowing. It won't stop. It just keeps snowing. Mm -hmm. I left New Jersey for three years. Didn't snow once. I moved back. We get two storms a week. It's bullshit. But what are you going to do? This winter actually had been pretty mild up until last week. And now on successive Sundays have gotten snowed in. At least you're here for this one. We're going to have to delay the podcast. My poor cats are home alone in the snow. (laughs) I've been thinking... About how good the podcasts have been recently because I do listen to our own podcasts at least once. And I feel like we should take a break because like they've been so good, we're eventually going to have a step back. So maybe today. What do you mean to take a break? Like just, just like, stop recording? No, like just stop trying to be so good. Like let's ease off. I, I don't think, want to set expectations too so, high. See, I kind of think that's why the past couple have been good is like a, I think we tried too hard in the beginning because we never did <laughs> oh, it yeah, before. And now we're not trying. But now we're not trying. Now we're just talking and I think it's, it's been better. better. Okay. I think so too. All right. So here's something I wanted to talk about. Let's get right into it. It's a a topic that I want to say off the start. Um, I'm not the type of person who really cares much for uh, things like race or religion or creed or sexual orientation. Like that's not something that would ever factor into whether or not I think someone's a good person or not. I respect all people equally and all those things, right? Would you agree with that? I don't know. I don't – I actually, to be honest, I don't know what you mean. Like, you judge people strictly by the content of their character? Yes. That's a bold strategy <laughs> in today's world, but okay, okay. I'm on board. I just want to put that out there before we get into this topic because I don't want to There was once a man who uh, had a speech where he, he advocated for people to do that. I know. It's crazy where we are. So, have you ever heard of someone named Tom McDonald? I think I asked you this the other day. Yeah. Well, I think if it's who I'm thinking of. Yes. He's the weird rapper. The white guy. He's a white rapper. Yeah. He's from Canada. I've never really... I want to say off the bat. He has a song. I know him because of his song that came out, like, maybe two years ago about clones. Okay. I didn't know that one. He's a big-time, like, clone guy. Like, (laughs) he believes in clones. Because I believe in clones, which may have just discredited our podcast. But, like... He talks about like how elites are just clones, and I'm like, fucking, yeah, never. we <laughs> are all clones. Okay, I can go with that. So yeah, I do like this guy. Alright, so I am not gonna say I'm a fan, I don't really know him or his music that well. All I know is, before, like, two days ago, I wasn't more aware of him other than I always thought that his, that he was kind of a gimmick, but I didn't really listen to his music, I didn't know whether he was good or not, I didn't really care, he's not my, not my genre, but because of the YouTube algorithm I have fell into one of the strangest YouTube rabbit holes I think I've ever fallen into okay so uh, maybe like two weeks ago I was sending you a lot of videos of the genre of like African- American men or black men and women reacting to different songs there's yes. a lot of content creators out there who are if you black remember, who if, you this remember type of if you remember if you remember, This must have been Gus Johnson. Gus Johnson. Johnson. The Gus Johnson video. I can't believe this is a thing. The Gus Johnson video of him reacting to all of the people reacting to Bohemian Rhapsody, and it's hysterical. Because like you, you, (laughs) I can't believe you heard heard this song. (laughs) Okay. And the the his big revelation. He's like, I don't know what this means, but like they're all black. Yes. I there's a few I follow that like there's not many reaction channels that are like. White guys. White guys, yeah. Yeah. Most most of the ones that I've watched are either black, there were a few Latino guys who do it, but for the most part, I've watched these black guys and some girls who are reacting to mostly rap music. Um, And it started like two weeks ago because I was watching them react to the Beastie Boys. But I I had been aware of this genre because of the Gus Johnson skit with Queen, and I thought that's hilarious, and he's correct. And there's a genre that expands even into like... Rock or classic, maybe white culture where black men and women will react well, to it that's, on YouTube. Well, that's what I like. I like when they react to like country songs or like ACDC songs that they've yeah. never heard. Of. It's cool. Like, you just watch someone who, like, it's so not their genre of music. But then they're like, and they're like, oh, yeah, this, this is awesome. awesome. Yeah. 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 I think that's really cool. So, what surprised me is when I started getting recommended two days ago because I had been watching all the Beastie Boys, like the reacting Beastie Boys. A lot of Beastie yeah, Boys are great. It they they to love McDonald's. It some of these content creators are reacting to Tom McDonald, artists that I personally never listened to, but these people listen to a lot of rap. And as I was watching these reaction videos to Tom McDonald, I'm noticing these are people who have 400,000 subscribers, 250,000 subscribers, some even more, some a little less. Some knew Tom McDonald from previous videos where they've already at- reacted to him. Others had just been hearing him for the first time. Well, in the reaction community yes. on YouTube, like you'll see that a lot where like they'll react to something that kind of pops off a little bit more than one of their other ones. And so all the reaction people react YouTube. to the same stuff. Yes. I guess that's kind of what's happening. Yeah. So I've gotten maybe – I think I've watched about eight or nine of these videos in the last two days of them reacting to just the song Fake Woke. And they've – and I don't mean to say they, like they, like – but I mean just the, the content creators, creators I yeah, watch. Yeah. These YouTubers. Yes. They. yeah, The YouTubers. They are reacting to Tom McDonald's song "Fake Woke" specifically, but there are other songs they've reacted to. But in this instance, the the level of respect and admiration, and how into this song that these YouTubers are. Is it are, because of like him as like an MC, or is it the the subject matter? It seems to be everything. They just like the song for one, but the message. So this song "Fake Woke" talked about mostly just uh, how culture today is kind of backwards, like Cardi B is a role model, he's considered controversial, how people consider race to be important, or prioritize things like abortion. It's a very, what you would consider conservative song. And these are people who are primarily reacting to hip-hop, listening to this song, which I, in my, you know, bias, had never even given credit as being something that actual hip-hop fans would give time of day to. But it seems to me, based on what I'm seeing on YouTube, that not only are they giving this specific artist, who is very, you know, his messaging is rather conservative, the time of day, but they're loving the music. And they're spreading it to their audiences, who in the comments section all seem to love the music. Okay. So, I just, i have never heard the song, so I just looked up the lyrics. Um, and this line immediately stood out to me. Um... It's backwards. It's getting exponentially dumb. It's more difficult to get a job than purchase a gun. Eminem used to gay bash and murder his mom and now he doesn't want fans if they voted for Trump. Very poignant line because I, I, I try not to let the political views of people, celebrities, like if I like you as a celebrity or as an artist whatever it is, I try not to let it influence me. But Eminem I can't because for some reason it just like bothers me. Maybe it's because like in a song, like in songs like Mosh. Yeah. It's like, dude, like you were you were there. Like you knew what you were saying saying. Right. And now you're I feel like it's not now it's gotta be politically correct yeah. is where we are. So it's just it's just weird. It's hypocritical. Yeah. And it doesn't sit right. But the fans of this or the, the viewers of these channels who are reacting to Tom McDonald and his song Fate Woke are all in the comments saying about how right he is and how correct he is. I am shocked. This is very mainstream stuff. It's not, it's not like I'm watching right-wing channels. This is exactly. not right-wing channels. Yeah, they're, just people. they're just people. Yeah, And they're the ones who are going out of their way to say how much they not only agree with it, but how real it is and how people need to say more. And it's starting to make me a little hopeful that maybe – I'm not a conservative person. Like my policy positions aren't conservative. Like I'm not necessarily one who need, thinks the government needs to be fiscally conservative or needs to limit who has the right to get married or any of those things. I'm just talking about the cultural nature of our society right now. Is it's beyond left or right. It's I mean we're in the gutter in a lot of ways. Well, you you mentioned this years ago about the the societal decay and you can see it in all facets of yes the, of our industries. And, of all facets of society. Like, so like rap music, and not just rap music, it's music in general. Like, but, th- alright, so it's almost going to be like kind of changing topics, but I'll stay in the overarching theme here. I've had this conversation with Amanda, like, back in the 80s, I didn't live in the 80s, but like, if you go back and listen to 80s music now, there's like, there's 80s pop, there's 80s rock, but though they dominated the mainstream of music. But if you look from now from, I mean, if you probably go from 2000 and maybe 10 until now, it is only hip-hop. Yeah. The other forms of, and pop, hip-hop and pop. It's like an R&B, hip-hop, they pop don't, blend. Like, I grew up listening to bands like Good Charlotte, Green Day, Blink-182. Like, I am I like pop-punk. Like, that music still, I still like it. But it's just weird to me that hip hop has had such a stranglehold on the the mainstream music. And back in the day, back in the day, it sounded like it's forever ago. But it, it used to be great, and there are still great rappers. But then you look at like what's popular right now, like like a little yachty, a little pump. The music that comes out is awful. That's just a sign you're getting old. And yeah, no, it's 100%. Not a hundred percent. you are just out of touch now. But like I, I hate music today because it's so. I hate mainstream music today. I don't hate music today. I'm not the type that's that thinks like, oh, you know, modern art is always inherently trash or anything. But at the same time, I think that. I think that it's not necessarily the cream rising to the crop in modern culture in all facets. Like if you go to the movies, you're not seeing Citizen Kane these days. But – oh. And if a Citizen Kane type movie comes out, it's not going to be popular. Well, that's where I was going with it though. The people who listen to mainstream music or mainstream anything, they're starved for – what's the word? They're starved for – Quality content. Yes. Because they, they think that's what they're getting. But then someone like Tom McDonald comes along and they hear a song that's like, whoa. The message here is so" Yeah, it's like, it's like, we need more music like this. Yeah. Because that, that type of thing has gotten lost. There's a, there, there's a few examples, though, where this isn't necessarily attributed to anything other than... Like, good, good content can still happen. Right, oh, yeah. like one of my least favorite celebrities to exist hmm. in modern culture is Lady Gaga. But one of my favorite, one of the songs I consider one of the best songs of all time Paparazzi. is "Paparazzi." Yeah. I don't think she wrote that. She may have. I don't. No offense, Lady Gaga, if you did or not. But I think that song's fantastic. Pink, an artist, I guess, has a song called "Like a Pill," which is written by a band called Go North to Go South, I believe. That song is fantastic. So like there's still art in our culture today. Oh, for sure. But what what is monetized and what is sold to us is is crap that's meant to get us addicted to something lesser. And it's not meant to expand your mind or make you more cultured or give you any sort of enhancement to your intellectual or or, or you know, character in terms of your being. It's there to make to entertain you and to make you not think. And that's different. That's artifice. And we've gotten. <clears throat> I mean, you see it in the way our TV is these days. Like, remember the early 2000s is considered the golden age of TV, right? There's a lot of good shows. Sopranos, The Wire, Breaking Bad started. Breaking Bad Start. So, uh, so, there's a lot of good shows. Right now, if you look at what's on TV, is there anything. Like, I think This Is Us is pretty well regarded. Um, that's, like, the only one I know of. I don't know if there's, but we like... But we also have to worry about the recency bias, too. Like, we... Like, how many of those things... It's hard. It's just hard to say. In terms of, though, what makes something culturally good or not, I think we all can look at... It's the old argument about pornography that was used in... You know it when you see it. You know it when you see it, right? So, like... You can tell the difference between – if you listen to Tom McDonald's song, Fake Woke, like these YouTubers, these men and women on YouTube are doing, and then compare it to Cardi B's "WAP." I mean it's a pretty stark difference. And you listen to the lyrics of both songs. Now, they're not trying to convey the same message at all. But is there more value in one message or the other? So here's what I'm going to bring up. So – Next to me is my Odd Future sweatshirt. Yeah. In high school, I loved Odd Future. Odd Future Which, by great. the way, I work with like 16, 17, 18 year olds now. They yeah. don't know what Odd Future is, which is crazy. I thought Tyler the Creator was like still relevant. But I guess. It come, people come Because out. his music has changed. He's more like toned down and he makes like really artistic music now. It's not what's popular in the mainstream. But my point of bringing him up, Odd Future, Tyler the Creator, Nick, his songs are way more graphic. And worse than like WAP is, but what's the purpose behind it? Tyler Creator is not doing it. Tyler Creator is making these songs as like a to prove a point of like. Whereas like I think Nicki Minaj and Cardi B or whoever's who's WAP who sings WAP? How (laughs) old am I? It's Cardi B. Like I don't think there's, I don't think that song was written to like like this is a to show the stigma of. But I I think it's just a trash song. Maybe. It's hard to say, though, because I also think that there is the shock value of WAP that is what makes it so popular. You know what I mean? Like, because it's so over the top and in your face, and it gets people so up in arms, it makes people listen to it more. It makes it more popular. But I don't think it's even – like to, I think to focus on just something like WAP or someone like Cardi B is doing the conversation less justice because like I said with Lady Gaga, it's not specific to one artist because it's, it's hit or miss. It's the industry though and what's prioritized in our culture and what we prioritize and what is successful versus what isn't <clears throat> is usually the more superficial and the more sexually explicit and the less tasteful, which is – disappointing if you look back upon our history and what was culturally acceptable just a few generations ago and how culture has kind of changed now it's okay if that's what we want to be but it seems to me as trying to be an unbiased viewer of our culture and our society it seems to me we're at a real conflict with ourselves here where there are two cultures in america that can't find a way to coexist And that is something that has in the past happened, and for some reason is struggling to happen today. And there's a million reasons why that might be. But Tom McDonald's song is a good illustration of the other side of the culture that's trying to push back on the culture that is, in my opinion, a lot further down this path of, um, I don't know, it's laissez-faire. Which is okay, I guess, if that's what you want. Um, I'm looking for, like... There's a lyric from, like, an old title of The Creator song where, like, he kind of mentions that. It's like, kids today, like, it's, what is the emphasis on? Like, what is our emphasis in society on? And, and he says, like, kids these days spend all their time on Tumblr and whatever it is, never outside, not developing a talent. Like, which isn't to say no one has talent anymore. Of yeah. course people have talents. But it's just a different... But what are we doing? Exactly. This is a different hierarchy right now in our society. So due to the magic of editing, we just paused the podcast and started it back up. And hopefully the sound going forward is actually going to be better because I didn't realize. We were recording with just the Mac audio instead of the microphone. That's okay. It happens. So in the break, though, you did look at some of the videos I was talking about. Yeah. It's true, right? Yeah, that guy's awesome. And the reactions are even better. Well... I'm not gonna comment one way or another on Tom McDonald. Everyone can go listen to his music if you wanna if you wanna do that. I'm the just I'm, are hilarious. I'm just commenting on the more I'm more interested in what it's saying about modern culture that in the rap community, I would say, right? In the at least the YouTube community that I have access to that seems to like rap music. It just seems to be a a little bit of an interesting phenomenon right now where there's a a big acceptance of this kind of message, which is different from what we normally hear Um, yeah so that was that Uh, the other thing I wanted to touch on I bought 30,000 doge coins when it was at three cents and I said on the podcast I believe that now that it has some value I think it's going to just take off it'll just start to find whatever natural value the market will put on it because people will stop considering it as a joke as we record right now it is now hovering around almost seven and a half cents so hey I've made a decent return on that investment and apparently, I don't know if it's a joke on Twitter, but if they really have a Super Bowl commercial tonight, like... Buy Doge. Buy Doge. It's <laughs> gonna go up. I don't know. Rachel, you okay? Need water? Our producer is choking in the corner. Um, yeah, so like Doge, kidding All kidding aside, I do think it's fascinating that the crypto market in the last few weeks, especially since inauguration, has gone, you know, very strong in the positive direction. It's all increased, um, especially as these new stimulus packages get talked about. It does seem to me that maybe there is going to be a big influx in the crypto markets. And the cheapest crypto, or one of the cheapest being Dogecoin, I think that's significant. So what do you think the natural point of doge could be well i mean at this point i think it's kind of it could be anything it wants to be like you think what, it'll reach what separates dom? it well yeah yes i think it sustaining its value proves to me that it can reach dollar i don't i don't know if it ever will but i think it can but at this point what's the difference between doge and any other crypto i mean there are some differences people, between all of them and their different applications but I people mean, have assigned it a value yeah and it's holding that value Listen, when the I big guy, knock about Doge, aside from it being a joke, was always that there's an unlimited supply and there's so many and that blah, 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 blah. But that doesn't seem to be affecting the price right now, so why would it affect it going who, forward? Why right? is the price going up? Well, because there's like, more who's people buying, buying it. Who? Who's people, buying Doge? I guess people all over the internet are starting to really believe. It's not like real people. And by real people, I mean like... It is, though. See, people don't understand. I mean, maybe people but, do understand. By real people, point. though, I meant like, Financial people. When the I mean in some some cases it probably is. Like there are okay. probably people who are buying who are buying cheap and selling, like pump and dumpers. Most of the doge activity, I think as as far as I saw last night, I think it's like sixty percent of the activity are sales. So for the most part, Doge gets sold. But the volume is increasing in terms of the people who want to buy it. So I don't know. I mean, I agree, I think that it can get to a dollar. I'm very interested. I'm gonna hold it forever. I mean there's no rush to get out of it. And if it if you look at it over the last five years, it's had a tremendous increase in value, but even though it's only at seven cents. If so. it hits a dollar you're effectively rich. No. I would get I would if it hits a dollar I think I'd have thirty thousand dollars. No. Just in doge. No. No? No, I don't think so. How does that you work? make your way off? I think it'd be like a hundred grand. Really? Yeah. Uh, can't be. Uh, no, like, it definitely. Every, I have, what, 30,000 doge at three cents. Okay. And if they were all a dollar, they'd be $30,000. No. Right? I don't no, know how that that's works. Not how that works. <laughs> that's not how that works. <laughs> that's not how that works. I think it is how it works. No, That's not how it works. <laughs> Entertaining podcast <laughs> while I try to do the math real quick. <laughs> Hold on. Oh man um, Don't take this as financial advice To Buy Doge at your own risk I don't even really own Doge as much as I bought it on Robinhood. I don't even know if that's the same thing Why can't I I can't even I'm so good at doing it and I can't do it But I'm telling you it. it's like 100 grand I hope so, that'd be great I want to take like 10 dollars for twenty dollars, I want it to go all the way. You want to be like one of those Bitcoin yeah, people? It's great. like, "Yeah, I have like fifteen million dollars." I Bought it when it was three Doge. cents, and now we share it. I, shares, yeah. I would love that. I put a lot oh. in. I just held it. That's not even. I didn't put all that much in, but if you buy something cheap enough and it doesn't and it inflates enough, okay. So the other important thing that I think happened this week, aside from Doge now taking off a little, Time Magazine the Time Magazine oh. article that took us all by storm. Oh, on all I sides of the political it. spectrum. I forgot about it. Yeah, I know. Because I don't want to think about it. Because I think it's... Because <laughs> it's so upsetting. I think it's one of the worst things that's ever come out in press. <laughs> <laughs> it is a pretty, Not even joking. Like, I don't, I don't even think that's hyperbolic. It is a pretty distressing article. I don't want to get too deep in the weeds on it. Anyone who wants to can go read it. It's 6,500 words long. It's like... It's... I think 20 pages or something that's crazy long. It's very in-depth. There's a lot to it, and it's not all doom and gloom the way that, you know, our bias will lead us to believe, but at the same time, it is it is an article that outlines just the headline alone. The secret cabal. I no, mean it's not the headline. The, headline the secret is the, history the secret of the campaign. shadow campaign. Yeah. Oh, free, free and fair elections don't have secret histories, nor do they have shadow, shadow campaigns. campaigns. Yeah. That's just all there is to it. Um, it's it's funny. One of my favorite comments that I saw on it was a quote from The Big Short which is why are the, uh why are they confessing? They're bragging. Yeah. Like they're not confessing. They're bragging. Like they got away with it and here's how they did it. And not only is it they got away with it. They don't think they got away with anything. They think the people who wrote this article, the people who believe this stuff... The people who contributed to it. They who think did. they really did a good job. Like, they saved America. They really thought... If they although, didn't you do... know what, though? Hold on. Yeah. I don't even believe that, though. I believe there are voters who felt that way, and I believe there are some people who did feel like Trump was the threat. But really, that that, that thought is like, the people who are so against Trump... They didn't care that Trump was a threat to America because he was never a threat to America. He was a threat to them. Yes, to their so, like, version of America, which is a Caribbean no, 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 no. See, society. I don't even think it's that. He's not. He is a direct. He was a direct threat to the establishment, to the to the shadow governments, to the cabals, to whatever you want to call it. He was a threat to that. Yeah. And so, like, when I see people be like, "Well, he was a threat to America. It's like, no, like Trump. That's not where Trump was a threat to. But I don't know that. The way that article is framed, like, we saved America. We fortified the election. We didn't rig it. You rigged the election. (laughs) You changed laws and voting policies. We're having a semantics argument. Is that not rigging? (laughs) Yeah. Well, they, they disrupted the flow of information. Like, whenever you have billionaires and CEOs on your side, I don't care if you think that labor and whatever were... What happened... As described in that article is, a collus- is collusion and conspiracy between parties to unduly influence the election. And they admit that if they didn't take part in their conspiracy, that's their own words, then the election would have been Donald Trump's victory. In- they knew they, – they, the timeline they lay out is that they knew in November of 2019 that Trump was going to win unless they went around and changed the laws in ways that arguably was unconstitutional in these no. states. Now, they, 26 states they switched they they point out how they deliberately switched to Dominion software in order to get the outcome they wanted to get, which is Trump lost. Now, and there's that quote, which is in a way, Trump was right. Like that was a quote from the article. In a way, Trump was right. Yeah. Well, no, not in a way. <laughs> Trump, was right. yeah. Trump was right. Trump was right. The the election was I mean, if you don't want to say the word stolen, that's fine. But like the election was not. Fair. It was not a fair election And this whole country Is on Runs on having free and fair elections And that's just not what it was um, But then last night You sent me the video of Viva Fry And we both love Viva And think he's great And he's talking about the Time article And he really just points out The The way the article Gets framed The people who's writing this The people who it's for they frame everything so that they really believe it's like. 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 They, they don't even think that they did anything wrong. Yeah. It's craziness. It yeah. is absolutely crazy. Imagine. Imagine if Trump won and then there was an article published like this talking about how Trump rigged an election. Yeah. People would be losing their minds. Of course. But then all the things that don't get touched on in that article – so it is one thing. It's funny how the goalposts shift because when – before the election started, when the discussion of mail-in ballots came to be popular, there were a lot of voices saying that exactly what was going to happen was going to happen and there's going to be a lot of discrepancies and calamity around the integrity of the vote. And a lot of people on the other side were saying, it's only, it, I mean, you're trying to undermine the election. But in reality, you, you transition, and we've said this a million times on this podcast already. It's only episode, what, 12 or 13 here. You, trans, you, you transition from a system that we've used forever to a system that we're just using for the first time that's way more vulnerable than the system we used to use. So you can't tell the people who are concerned about these rule changes that they're crazy. They change the rules haphazardly and then you get to the election and everything that they warned about happened and then you say these people are crazy. They're conspiracy theorists. You give them no quarter. In this article, it talks about how part of their strategy was to make sure that after the election happens they, that the lawsuits would all fail, that they went around like pressuring judges and they were making and, art, legal arguments and all these different things. Like that's not OK. And you've talked about this – we may have talked about it on the podcast before. I don't really remember. Um the, the, the Joe Biden clip of him saying how they put together the greatest organization of voter fraud. The largest fraud. organization of voter fraud to ever exist. Or yeah. So and it's dismissed as he, so misspoke, he just misposed. Which is fine. In in singularity. Like just looking at that. short sure. But let's look at that. Let's look at the actual election. Now let's look at an article talking about what they did. When you put it all together, like there's your, no ifs, ands, or buts, man. They rigged the fucking election. It's your willful ignorance of this Like point. It's just, 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 it's so frustrating. You're like none. Of, you're saying that none of those things matter because in isolation they're all they're all they're irrelevant. Which, but we're, we're, like, we're but they're we're not, not all in isolation. Together. We're, we're putting them together. About? We're building a case. Like <laughs> right, like we're building a case. The case is you said you were going to do it. We have. It looks like you did it, and now you're telling us that you did it. It's crazy. And all you're on is that we're conspiracy theorists or racist or something. It's nutshell. But yeah, this Time article is really shocking that it was even written. Um, and it's also shocking that, that you can look at it from both sides and come away with two different conclusions about what it says. But to me, it blatantly says that this election was. Because at the same time, all the things that are happening in that article are happening. Mark Zuckerberg, Jeff Bezos. And all the richest people in the world are getting richer while at the same time they're putting – they're pumping money into elections in Georgia. Yeah, that's true too. So I don't know. So they Thanks. essentially – I mean these same people who are censoring and controlling the flow of information, who are admitting to inviting activists to their house in order to pressure businesses to admitting or to working with them in order to stifle out Trump's you know, bank accounts and everything. Those same people are then buying Senate seats for Democrats. So, like, if you think the Democrats are somehow the good guys, or if you believe that being a progressive makes you somehow some leftist hero, you're on the side of this, of literal fascism. It's the merger of the corporate and the state. And that is what this article in Time Magazine is coming out and tell you is what influenced the election specifically so they can get their desired outcome, which was who? It was Joe Biden, because he's what's going to preserve that relationship. I mean, think about the whole, the whole thing, right? Like... When they roll out, like, as we're preparing for the election, what what are they saying about Trump? He's not going to accept the results. Yeah. Because you were saying that because you knew that he probably shouldn't accept <laughs> those results. Yeah. So, therefore, we have to paint it in some light that it isn't. And I'm, I'm, I'm honestly, I'm honestly, I'm kind of just sick of talking about it, to be honest. I'm just so, yeah, I'm over it. I'm so frustrated. I don't know. We can't do anything about it. Um, we live in a It's not, It's over The only thing we could have done about it Was storm the Capitol <laughs> But that So that out, <laughs> That didn't really work out yeah. well So <laughs> uh, they, Yeah God forbid Like the I When I got I got into a fight with someone close to me Recently about these About yesterday's time article actually And The response was like I'll oh, run for office And do something about it As it usually is That's like the That's Typical not, response That is not but the answer like, I'll tell you what Exactly why I would never do that like, do you tell me everything you know about Marjorie Taylor Greene? And the response to that was, that person is a sick asshole. They're a monster. I'm like, there's the only person in all of Congress that even comes close to representing my personal beliefs. And that's what you believe about them because of how they're so framed why would I by run? the media. So why, so why would like, I ever right? run? I'm way worse than Marjorie Taylor Greene. If I were to run, I'm I'm Satan's literal hell spawn. So like I don't wanna be that. I don't want to do that because God forbid we have one person in Congress who's willing to say, hey, you know the official story of 9-11? I don't believe all of it. Oh my God, that person is a literal Nazi, a danger to our democracy. You know why she's a danger to their democracy? Because she's willing to say that. Because this whole house of cards is built on the illusion that you buy every single lie that they feed you, and every single lie they feed you gets more and more absurd. The bullshit cake we're eating is six feet high, full of stinking, rancid, steaming shit. It is disgusting. And so many people just swallow it without even asking a question. I will not be one. I will not be. I, some, I visualize that too much. <laughs> I am like that. Also, we're just killing people's eardrums. Why is that coming out so loud? Yeah, sorry. Well, we fixed it's the you. audio. I don't. don't well, no, me too, a little bit. We fixed the audio to the extreme now. First we half of the podcast, it. can barely hear him. We've lulled you into turning that volume knob up, and now you're deaf. Boom. Um, so wait. So we covered a lot of big topics there. We covered all the heavy stuff. Yeah, I want to... I it's Super Bowl Sunday. I want to stop. I want to stop with that stuff. Super, just... It's Super Bowl Sunday. Yep. Do you have any predictions? I've been on the Chiefs the whole time and I haven't wavered. I haven't even thought about taking the Bucks. But I really think Andy Reid's son almost killing a little girl <laughs> has to play into this game. How does it not? No one's talking about it. It's got to play into the game. I agree. I really do think that's so like, significant... Do I think it's going to have a big enough impact where the Chiefs lose? Maybe. But I'm, for now, I'll still say the Chiefs. Um, unless the Bucks front four does what the Bucks front front four can do. But I just think the Chiefs are an overall much better team. I'm going with the Bucks. I think that Tom Brady is going to get it done in the moments no, that hold he, on, he does. I was going to say that. I, I've talked to so many people, like, who you got tonight? Ugh, can't go against Tom Brady. No, you can Tom Brady's not that good of a quarterback in today's football. He's not. His arm isn't great. He can't really move in the pocket. The Chiefs' defense isn't great. That's but always they're good. been true about Tom Brady. <laughs> Tom Brady will throw multiple interceptions tonight. Maybe not. No, I'm, it's guaranteed. I'm no, put, I guarantee how much you want to bet on it. I don't care if he throws six interceptions. I still think that in crunch time, he can lead the team down the field for a win. Listen. People are believing that, and the the line is only like three and a half. I I gotta be honest. I think Chiefs blow them out. Okay, I don't <laughs> think this is even close. The Chiefs are such a better team. Maybe I agree. I think the Chiefs are good. Like, but I who did the Bucks have to beat to get to where they're at? They had to beat some good teams. They had to beat the the Washington football team. So not a good team. Who they have to play in the second round? Uh, they play the, uh, the Saints Yeah It's a good okay. team Not mm. eh, not really Drew Brees is awful oh, Drew, Brees, <laughs> Drew Brees had a terrible year That team Well he's was, old. You're Well listen We said it all year Like the AFC Was such a better division I'm not disagreeing I'm just saying that Then they play the Packers Who Let's be honest Tom, They should have lost that game Yeah Tom Brady It's essentially a home game The Chiefs have been The best team in football All year I don't think that changes tonight Sorry Sorry Tom Brady uh, Tom Brady is the single greatest Super Bowl quarterback of all time. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers defense is pretty good. If it's a close game in the fourth quarter, I think that that it's going to come down to the experience. And I think that there's no more experience than Tom Brady. So you're saying Mahomes doesn't have experience? Not Tom Brady's experience. I don't think he needs Tom Brady's experience. He has his own experience. His experience is better. Yeah, okay. You can tell yourself that. I mean, the dude's only played in three seasons. He's won a Super Bowl in one of them. He's in a Super Bowl in another one. And he was in an AFC Championship game in the other. He's got experience. He's not nervous. You think come crunch time? Mahomes has proven in that's his not- three years that in crunch time he can get it done. It has nothing to do with nerves. It just and, has to, it has to you do Just with- look at the whole team. If you look at the whole team, the Chiefs are a better team every position. At every uh, position, no, at every not position on they have weapons. Not on defense. Okay, you're, you're right. Not on defense. Because it doesn't matter. <laughs> it's going to matter. Because the Tampa Bay Buck offense is pretty good. Nope. All right, we're going to find out. But I think that the Tampa Bay Bucks are going to win this game probably 32-24. I'm going to say it is 38-24. All right. Chiefs. 38-24. Uh, so game time is coming up in a little bit. They're... The topics we covered today: Tom McDonald, yep, Dogecoin, yep, the Time, Time Magazine. Article. We covered now the Super Bowl. I want to wrap it up with the video games I've been playing last week. Well oh God! So where do we leave out? I told you about stuff, South Park, Stick of Truth. Yeah, I think at this we talked about Rocket Hawk. League. There's been a, It's not just Rocket League because I also downloaded the original Grand Theft Autos. True, like Grand Theft Auto Three san andreas and vice city i only really have gotten a little bit into grand theft auto 3 but i'm playing it on the ps4 and i gotta say it's not as good as you remember it it doesn't hold up (laughs) not really the graphics are awful like like bad there's like motion blur issues i don't know if it's because of the way it's emulated to play on the ps4 or if it was always like this but like motion blur almost makes it like you're you're like, like you can't sick. even see what you're watching <laughs> like, like, What is this? It's muddy and gross you're getting nauseous. But like I fun. will say this As soon as it started up And you got a little through nostalgia. those old intros And the music bah, it, it, It's so cinematic For like the era I could, I remember and I'm not surprised That people put this game in And it was like going to a movie or something Like It was bigger than a normal video game It still feels like that And they've done it for years, like yeah. like it, there hasn't been a Grand Theft Auto game in six years, seven years, yeah. eight years. Like and how long? People are still playing so, yeah, Grand Theft Auto yeah. Six, yeah. So, and five, five. Grand Theft Auto yeah. Six is what would be next, if there ever is a next one. Uh, so <laughs> but to play that game going back, like the controls are awful. The cheat codes still enter. Like I remember the cheat codes, plug those in. Um, it's fun. It's fun to go back and and play that game, but it is like crazy how bad it is. Like for example. To drive your car, like driving is the whole point of that game. You hit X, dude. You hit X and you hit box or circle to to reverse. reverse. And there's no trigger. The triggers don't do anything. It feels so unnatural in today's world where every time you drive, you're using the triggers for gas. Same thing with walking on the street. Like to aim, tap X. circle is shoot with your gun. It's so weird. And to aim, you have to pull L1. And you don't use the trigger at all. Which is so weird because like, the triggers existed on the controllers. Like triggers, yeah, are all, new. there was R two, but they weren't triggers. They were just buttons. Like R two is just a bigger bumper button. Yeah, but still, you would think you'd you'd you, would, you would like, use that. Why? I, why wasn't that the choice? I don't remember when they mapped the game originally. Why wasn't that the choice? Yeah, like I don't remember the controls feeling so unintuitive back then. But like based like all the years now playing modern um, video games, it does feel so. Up- Outdated and just weird, unnatural, just completely bonkers. But we'll get back to video games. But because you brought up Grand Theft Auto and like the, like, there's nostalgia that comes with it yesterday, I didn't tell you this yesterday, I did something that brought me so much nostalgia, it was crazy. So I left, I drove Ocean Ave yesterday, yeah, took Ocean Ave all the way down. Through Manisquan, through Point, through through Brick. Yeah. Go over the Manilukin Bridge. And I was like, I'm going to go see our old house. But I remember I had my longboard in the car. I have a big winter jacket in my car. I have my headphones. I said, you know what? I used the longboard almost every night around our old neighborhood. And then I would cross the street, go into other neighborhoods. And I loved it. Listen to music, do whatever. And I said, I'm going to do it. So I parked and I just rode around the exact same kind of patterns I used to drive. Now after you're living in Florida for three years, you don't, I don't longboard as much. So eerie, but nice seeing like the old streets. Like go through e- the old neighborhoods. Everything looks pretty much exactly the same, but you can just tell it's Times just, change. Yeah, like times have just changed a little bit. Because like, you, you know what the thing I picked on most is? is like, you drive, I, I ride by a house that like, I'm I'm only familiar with it from riding past it, and like three to four years have gone by now, and it's the same cars in the driveway. Like time is moving. Yeah. But like that car that was like older then is even even older older now. Yeah. That's just weird. It's just weird. It is. Um, So I don't know, but I felt like so happy doing it, but it's weird because as soon as I was finished, you just kind of I just felt like kind of. Not weird. Just it's not your home. Yeah, it's not your home. You don't really I saw like there. a guy. There was a guy in the living room of our house. Wow. But it wasn't would our you house. park in front of the house? No, I parked like way <laughs> No, I parked like way somewhere else, but I was longboarding through our street. Yeah. And I saw the guy. And you know to our living room, it used to have like the like art like the doorway. Yeah. I think they closed that up. Cuz the the TV was on that wall. Mm-hmm. His back was on the wall that we would normally have our TV on. I don't like it. (laughs) Well, you don't live there anymore. Don't like it. (laughs) It is amazing how things like that happen because I haven't been back through that neighborhood in years now, but I did something similar when I, like, after our parents moved or whatever. But now, like, this is my neighborhood where I live now. And I think about how, you know, when my kids grow up, this will be their neighborhood. And it is nice to find that here. Yeah. But also, kind of interesting to go back and go through that like your old neighborhood and see like oh my gosh this it's isn't scene, this isn't yours but it's just it just feels like, it's different. so formative to you but now you're like a stranger to it yeah exactly um and then Rocket League yeah okay so back to five, the <laughs> five, five years five late five years late it's good sounds like this game's good <laughs> you heard about this game Rocket League I mean I've watched people play it online and I've always thought I should download that and I never did and then I finally got around to like Download again. Imagine if, like, during tonight's football game, Tom Brady, like, throws a touchdown pass like, you heard about this Tom Brady guy? He's <laughs> pretty, pretty good. That's like, what it's like. Um, so like, yeah, everyone has known about Rocket League and has been playing it. Uh, well, I finally got around to it. What's I'd next? It, I feel like you're going to get into first-person shooters next and you're going to be like, Call of Call Duty. Duty, this game's good. I don't know if you've heard of it. I remember, before, like, back in the PlayStation 2 when Call of Duty and Call of Duty Medal of Honor... No, Metal, Metal of Honor, Honor Metal of Honor, Rising, Rising Sun, Sun and that Metal game of Honor, was awesome. the re- original were good. I liked but Rising Sun. I never Call of Duty the was nineteen eighty four. There was a World War Two Call of Duty game, nineteen forty eight. Wait, like old? Old on the PlayStation Two. Call of Duty era. I mean Call of Duty two was like old school and so was Call of Duty three. They were just like linear shooters. Yeah. They're similar, and then when the next gen had come out, they started doing the online stuff. Call of Duty Four, like they, uh, Call of Duty Two, had online. Like people played online, but it was, I mean, it, it's so different than what it became. Call of Duty Four was like the first one. Do you remember really, SOCOM? Yep. Socom, I had it for PSP. SOCOM Two Navy SEALs was the first game that I remember playing online on the PS Two. And it's so weird thinking about it because it was so unlike what it was today. Well, so I am a big Call of Duty fan. Like, if I play video games, it's typically Call of Duty. Um, So when I play other games that have online functions... You can say what you want about Call of Duty. If you don't like it, that's fine. But no, no game has ever done online as good as Call of Duty does it does uh, I mean for what it is for what it, the genre you know for first person shooting, yeah, yeah, it yeah. certainly has it has defined it I Cause mean I'll, I'll play like Battlefield I'll play this a the Battlefield other Battlefield's one. good but it just has a different feel to it um, I mean I guess you could say Halo I mean Halo's online is great but even Halo it's not there's something about Call of Duty that just works I'm thinking about maybe picking up the new Star Wars comic books. The High Republic ones. Nah. After watching those reviews on it, though. Some people hated it. But I I just kind of want to be able to hate it fairly. If I don't like it. It'll feed feed into your kink of loving watching people (laughs) shit on things you also hate. That I love. No, that you hate. Well. That you used to love. I still love it. I just don't like what it is now. I don't like what it's become. Yeah. <laughs> Star Wars, Doctor Who, uh, what else? I mean, there's a bunch. Is there any? No. Doctor Who's the worst. Walking Dead. We're not even, we're like at the end of Matt Smith now. Like getting ready for Peter Capaldi. And like we've pretty much, it's like hard it. to even keep watching it. It's so sad. But like I was like so into I'm going to get to Jodie Whittaker and I can't even like finish Matt Smith who I love. I'm like I can't even do it. Me and Amanda started watching it. We picked it up in Matt Smith's season. Yeah. We stopped. (laughs) But, to be fair, we picked up Breaking Bad, and I think we talked about it a week ago or two weeks ago, but I'm further along now. So good. It's just (laughs) so good. I will say, season three, in the beginning, before he, like, after he's done, when he's, like, out, and before he really starts cooking again with Gus, that those like couple episodes, it's not boring. I mean, the show is incredible. But like, they, it almost feels like they, they lose it for a little bit, very very briefly. But then they they pick it right back up. It's un, it's incredible how good of a show that is. Hmm. I think we covered a lot today. Yeah, we did. Now we got the soup bowl coming up in a few. And minutes. I want to eat. We I just dinner? want to start eating garbage. So. We will catch you on Sunday. This podcast, obviously, we were all over the place. We had volume issues. We, we had, had a technical it issues. It we times. stopped and got us. But I, I like what we came out with. I hope you had a, you have a good week. See, we're this is actually of you. this is a great episode. We said we were doing too good. Yep, we need a bad. We one. need a bad episode. I think this is yeah, it. Yeah, we dropped the ball this week. We'll catch you next week. It'll be much better. And we hope we hope you have a good week. And we appreciate every single one of you, regardless. Of who you decide to lay down with at the end of the day, you know? Or uh, what you look Ah. like. Okay. Or what church you attend. We'll leave it there. Or uh, who you voted for. Bye. Dorothy. Dolores. Phyllis. I don't like Dorothy. Lucy. I like Lucy. Imogen. But Lucy is Amanda's grandmother.
1: Yeah. Imogen she, Rose. She it too. No, She's no. an
0: adorable old woman who likes the name Lucy. Mm-hmm. Imogen Rose is a really pretty name. Imogen Rose is really cool. It's, it's, such, it's such a... It's such a...